goodness, we just hit record. Holy Toledo. Welcome to episode one. That's right. Of the Cuz I Have To podcast. Ooh! <sighs> this feels weird. It is weird. We're sitting here on the floor in our vocal booth recording this during some wild times. There's a lot of helicopters. We live in LA. Yeah. A lot of a lot of stuff's going on right now. <laughs> I'm Julie Slater. I'm Jason Friday. And the idea behind this podcast is figuring out what your dharma is. If you've heard that term before, that is people live their dharma. They live and do what they were meant to be doing on this earth. So it's really fulfilling your dreams. Um, helping others uh, it's kind of the idea that you're doing things that you were meant to be doing like you're here on this planet because of these reasons and it's something deep in your soul that you find but a lot of people can't figure it out Yeah. and we are here to help you figure it out while we figure out our own dharma. Yeah, exactly. And we will be interviewing people. This is our intro. Yeah, this is our welcome to because I have to podcast intro. <laughs> and we will be interviewing people who, um, you know, finding out how they figured out what their dharma is and finding out maybe how they went about figuring it out, how they live day to day. And really, when you can figure it out, I don't even like to use the term figure it out because you should just be in it. Exactly. But if you can maybe uncover the things that are stopping you from figuring it out, fear, you know, they say procrastination is based out of fear. That's a big one. Absolutely. I mean, you should see judgment of others sometimes you think uh, at least I feel this way I feel like I don't worry about what other people think but then I catch myself like why is it taking why did it take so long to start this podcast yeah I mean even just today we decided <laughs> we would do episode one and we started overthinking it all yeah it's it's so easy to be like Okay, cool. Let's just do it. Well, should should we like plot it out first and write down like like steps? Bullet points. Yeah. Do we write out a script? Right. Which mic should we use? I and mean, we're fortunate that we had many to choose from. That's. I mean, but that that's the funny thing too. We're like, wow, we we have too many things to choose from, and yet it was like impossible to decide like what's going to be the right one. It doesn't matter. But then that can overwhelm you. Yeah. And then you don't do it. Right. There's a big, um, I'll probably talk about it a lot. I work, uh, I have a, um, I do transformational coaching with Jim Fortin. He's got his own podcast. I'll probably talk about that a lot. But a big thing I've learned is that 70% perfection is success. 100% perfection is failure. Because if you wait to get something perfect you actually may never get it perfect actually you you really can never get something perfect right but if you try and wait until 
it's perfect. You may never ever do it, or you may never let anyone see it. Well, because perfection is technically will never be good enough. Right, (laughs) right. And then you can ask yourself, how good does it have to be for you to allow people to see it? Yeah, you just need to like make, make do the like make the product and put something there because if you need to if you're making it perfection then you're never going to produce that thing that you're trying to show for people i follow a lot of people and gary v would be another one where he's just like put it out there stop yeah just do it thinking about it (laughs) i mean think about all the things that you think about or think about doing or and it's crazy how you can have an idea and it can sit on the shelf for years. Yeah. Years. I, I mean, yeah, I think about that a lot. And you're just, you, it, you never turn it into anything because you're just like, oh my God, this is perfect. I'm going to do it. It's going to be done. I can't wait till it is done. Oh, can't do it right now. I'll do it later. <laughs> or, or maybe or, if I had that one thing, then I can do it. Right. That's why... We There's always are, reasons that you yeah. come up with that. Yeah, you have no idea how much it took for us to just do this and <laughs> hit record. Yeah, it's so silly. Obviously, like we wanted to test out the the mic and make sure that it sounded okay. Fine, that's that's normal. But <laughs> to, to really get to the point of just doing it, <laughs> right? It's so insane. I you know. feel crazy sometimes. Yeah, it, I know it is. But I've been encouraged by a lot of people, of people in my community, of friends and groups that I'm in, that people are just doing it. They're jumping off the diving board, jumping off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess to give a little background with the two of us, um, I, I was, I feel like I was living my dharma as a radio DJ for many, many years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my greatest jobs was I followed Howard Stern in New York on a station called 92.3 K-Rock. And then out in LA, um, I hosted my own, uh, a show that I curated myself called Out on a Limb. It used to be on 88.5 FM. Uh, But I also did Afternoon Drive on 100.3 The Sound. And that's a, uh, was a classic rock station. It's no longer around. But anyway, as a radio DJ, I really felt... I mean, it wasn't a job at times because I loved music. I got to hang out with, like, my heroes. Yeah. Um, But then something shifted almost five years ago. And if I'm honest with myself, I've been searching for something more than that for probably... Seriously, it could have been 20 years. I mean, I've been doing things, but... Sure. Something beyond just being a radio DJ. Yeah. Um, well, again, it's that feeling that you're just like, there's so much more, and it, then it turns into like deep thoughts, and which then why we're talking about this whole Dharma thing. Right. Nobody talks about it, but it's there with you probably throughout most of your life. <laughs> you know? And also trying to find, for me, what I want to do that also can impact others. Right. Because that's really what my interpretation of what it's all about is if you can impact others, 
then you really bring something beautiful to this world. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in this podcast, maybe we'll help you figure out your dharma. And then you will help other people. So we will help you help other people. Exactly. That's the big goal. That is the goal. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I wish we could do that for the entire planet. You know what I mean? Everybody, just one person helps another person and helps them realize something or whatever gets them to come out with something enormous. Um, and talk about your background. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, throughout most of my life, I've definitely been the, you know, the whole, uh, I'm a musician, I play in bands, this is what I want to do, and like you were saying, talk about like impacting people's lives, when you play shows and you see their faces looking at you going, holy shit, what the fuck am I watching right now, you like almost, you know what I mean, you get these feelings and you're just like, oh my god, this is why I'm fucking doing it, I'm not doing it, I mean, sure, do you want to be like a cool you know, rock star and, and rich and famous and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's nice. Sure, why not? But the feeling you get when you stare at that one person in the crowd and their fucking mind is blown, that's, I think, the thing that is even more impactful than fame and whatever else comes with it, right? I had... It's, it's kind of wild, too. I know as a radio DJ, there are... There are things you do that you don't even know you're impacting. But as a, I'm also a singer musician, although I don't, I haven't really, I don't play out, out that often. But I had one time a girl came up to me in New York and she showed me her backpack and she had the lyrics to my songs on her backpack and I almost died. <laughs> because that's, she, that's like, she's like, oh my gosh, you're my hero. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my gosh. I mean, for me, the idea that a song I wrote could impact somebody is pretty tremendous. Yeah. So I can't even imagine, you know, with music. Mu- I mean, we both are such huge music fans. Yeah. So music is so impactful. It really is. I mean, yeah, music has been a part of both of our lives as long as we could probably remember, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm so grateful that my dad was such a music freak yeah um not necessarily the coolest music at times <laughs> sometimes he would wake us wake me up on a saturday morning playing really loud marching band music mm. but he loved like sinatra and tony bennett um which really i have such a nostalgic feeling for those things yeah but i'm so happy that you know really for him he couldn't live without music, I don't think. And yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean... Music is that important. Absolutely. And and my dad, too, I could say the exact same thing. Well, I your mean, dad was in bands, right? Yeah, he's been a musician like me only way longer, right? I mean, he, and that was like his deal was every night was a gig. Sometimes on the weekends it was two times a night. And that's what... Talk about, like, Dharma. Holy shit. That was... <laughs> It still is his thing. Obviously, he never fully saw it through as a full-time deal. But, yeah. Well, and then the fact that he impacted you and your brother, that you're both musicians. Exactly. Because of him doing that, we... But it wasn't even like he was like, hey, you should check out music. Try this out. We were just kind of born into it. I mean, there's a picture of me at two years old holding 
being like sitting at my dad's drum set on his lap you know I couldn't sit on the seat on my own because I was two or whatever yeah. but <laughs> and that just shows you it's like I don't know what's happening but I do know that a musical instrument touched me in some way to where in the future I was like holy shit this is I love this you know and it's right same for my brother so it's I don't know it's it's so nice to have grown up with something like that and then continue with it in your life where I don't know maybe some people might just stop or or you know what I mean yeah well and what's great about music is you can play music but also just listening to music going to concerts right I mean so many concerts changed my life you know absolutely so many bands really influenced I mean I got a guitar when I was 15 and it's totally because of Tom Petty I mean I was obsessed with Tom Petty yeah Tom Petty is a little little. (laughs) (laughs) we love and miss you Tom yeah um So basically, we are here because we want to dig deeper into our our own dharma and what that means. But I also feel like exploring, you know, it's a journey to meet people who are living their dharma. Yeah. I'm very excited for us to interview people and find out more and, and really maybe get a little bit of their electricity yeah through us oh my god i mean the, the what people some of the people what they're doing these days is just beyond incredible and whether we were doing this or not we're still going can i like just talk to this guy for five minutes because oh my god <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's there's so many. So if we want to talk to people in all amazing. different, you know, not just musicians, but talk to everybody of, of all trades. What literally, yeah. it doesn't matter what 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 it is. It's yeah. it, it's if you go, holy shit, that is totally your dharma. Whether yeah. he's a, a, you know, a baker or or a, a cook in a kitchen or like a, whatever. Some type of uh, right, yeah. Dana Day Lewis took some time off to become a shoe maker. (laughs) Isn't there, isn't it, is it a cop? What's the term for that? Cobbler? Yeah, I was like a shoemaker. A shoemaker, is it a shoe cobbler? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) And sometimes people like think of Daniel Day Lewis, so acting was, you know, definitely part of his dharma, but also shoes I yeah. mean some people just keep going and digging into other areas there's so many people like that uh, Maynard the singer of Tool has his own winery out in Arizona oh, can we please get him on this no kidding that, that would be, would be so that would be amazing that's another thing we are we are big like wine oh, and whiskey wine. and you know aficionados and lovers we definitely have whiskey makers and wine makers in this program <laughs> absolutely yeah so I mean that's you know that's just Daniel Day-Lewis with shoes, Maynard with wine, um, Dan Aykroyd with vodka, like the you know these big time Can guys. Can we talk to George Clooney on how <laughs> oh my he's God, like Casamigos. a billionaire because yeah. of his tequila? I know. I mean seriously, like when you think about people, let's take George Clooney. Yeah. Here's someone that, in your you know my eyes, he has everything he's ever wanted. Yeah. And he's like, I think I want to make a tequila. And I don't know if you guys know this story. But him and 
who's the guy? Uh, it's Cindy Crawford's husband, Gerber's his last name. They, like, I guess lived in Mexico, and they decided to create, I mean, they're both millionaires. Right. And they decided to create this tequila, and I hope I'm getting the story right. So they just kept experimenting, and yeah. then they came up with this Casamigos. Yeah. And then in the end, it's delicious, by the way. It's the first time, really, I've been able to sip tequila, tequila yeah. on the rocks. It, it, it's definitely, I've always loved tequila, but this is like, holy shit, I, I actually love this. And they ended up selling it for like a billion dollars. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it was a billion, yeah. It was something so... Yeah, you know, but, your story is accurate, though. The, that's the beauty of really going for going for your dreams, helping others. Right. And then the money will come, my friends. No kidding. So Do, abundance. Doing, We're yeah. hoping to show you some abundance here. Yeah, that's right. Doing what you love yeah. does equal abundance. And what feeds your soul right. and feeds others. We hungry. It's funny because my stomach just went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of hungry. We are hungry. So um, I think that's a pretty good wrap-up of what we're all about. We are together as a couple. We've been together for six years. Yeah. We live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. with our dog, Rayla. And welcome to our journey. Yeah. So I host this podcast because I have to. Bam. And you host it. Because I have to. Now, right. uh, I would drop the mic, but I don't want to break we, it. If we drop this. <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, insert mic drop here. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. Don't miss an episode by clicking subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the show with your friends. And if you dug what you heard, please leave a great review. This helps us live our dharma. And we hope we can help you live yours too. Because you have to.